In this episode, we are so excited to have retired NFL player, speaker, executive coach, and CEO of American Services and Protection, a multi-million dollar security services firm. Sean's motto, if life is a game, then you play to win. Have a listen. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives. Today, guys, we have a super, super, super amazing guest. We have Sean Harper, and he is a former NFL player, speaker, author, and CEO of American Services and Protection. Sean, we're super excited to have you. Please introduce yourself to our audience. Hi, thank you for having me. My name is Sean Harper. I played seven years professional football, retired years back and able to take the mindset and the skill set of a professional football player and to apply it to corporate America. And I've been in business for close to 20 years now, have some successes and some challenges. But I was, as I mentioned, able to pull that winning mindset and that winning perspective and apply it to the corporate world. So my motto is, is that if life is a game, you play to win. So thanks for having me. I love that motto. Well, Sean, I'm going to take you back a little bit. If you can just give us an idea. The moment when you realize that you're headed to the NFL, what are you thinking? What's going on? It was funny. Oftentimes, people can see greatness in you before you're able to see it yourself. And I was playing college football at Indiana University, and I had a great game. I mean, I had an amazing game against one of our rivals. And the next day, I'm within 24 hours, there were NFL scouts inside the training room. And the moment is when I introduced myself to one of the scouts. I'm like, hi, my name is Sean Harper. And the scout looked at me dead in the eyes that we know exactly who you are. And I was like, wow, I kind of blushed to myself as I walked out. I said, "Uh oh, some stuff is happening. And from that moment, it's just the conversation began to grow and they would watch me during practice and I would get phone calls from prospective agents. And so it was around that time, my senior year, when I knew that, you know what, I have a shot playing professional football. Wow. That's amazing. Sean, I'm just thinking, you know, because our audience is the early entrepreneur, you realize that something is about to happen or you're getting the right attention. What's the self-talk? How do you rise to the occasion? You know what? It's not only about rising to the occasion. It's about positioning yourself for the opportunity. You know, one of the things I say is that being in corporate America is like swimming in a pool, right? It's sort of like a controlled environment. It's a big swimming pool. Okay, you know what's happening. There's occasional bug here and there, splash. You know, but being an entrepreneur, it's more like being in the middle of the ocean. And you have to know what type of fish that is about a half mile away. Is it a dolphin or is it a shark? Is it a friend or is it a foe? Is it catastrophe or is it an opportunity? Can you read the sky? Can you read the stars? Can you read the waves? And sometimes when we get that antsy, like, you know what, man, something's about to happen. You know, things are about to go to the next level. It's more about positioning yourself for that opportunity because your opportunity basically means that someone else has dropped their opportunity and you're next in line. The question is, are you ready for it? Mm, oh, that's powerful. Sean, just to make a flow with the first question, what do you think separated you 
from other young people who are trying to get into the NFL. Looking back, what do you think made the difference? You bring up a very interesting question. and I don't think I've ever been asked that question, but that's one of the secrets to winning. And if I can go extremely macro to micro to hone in on that or, or to answer that question, what happened with me is that I reached a point in my life after you know having extremely low marks or grades in school, barely starting in high school football, documented with four to five learning disabilities, voted most likely to fail. I reached a point where I had this conversation and, and the conversation was like, you're right, I can never be successful. According to what the world says success is, I will never have it. I said, but I can win. And once I made the paradigm shift from the success model to the win model, things begin to shift in my life. I begin to quote unquote MacGyver life as a U.S. program. And one of the things that winners do is that winners separate themselves. Now, when we're little, when we're youngins, separation is a bad thing. You have to conform. You want to be like everyone else. But let me tell you something. When you get older as an adult, and especially as an entrepreneur, winners are always separating themselves, creating distinction and separation. And so I sought out immediately, how can I make myself separate to get the attention of the college and NFL scouts? I had to go to a junior college. One of the things that I did was that I took enough courses to graduate within a year and a half, which gave me the upper hand because most offensive linemen were coming out of junior college to four-year college in May, and I was able to graduate in January. That gave a prospective school another you know, six months to work with me, and that paid huge dividends. But everything that I do now, one of the first things I do is that I create separation. When I do my corporate speeches, right, I may rip a phone book. I may roll up a frying pan. I guarantee you, you don't know many other speakers who roll up frying pans and rip phone books, but that's my separation. That's my distinction. And getting the attention, one publicist calls it the disrupting or the disrupting factor. Can you make a prospective client stop in their tracks? Can you make them change their breathing pattern? Can you make them look at you away from all the stress and the worries and the bills and say, what is it about you? Can you disrupt them? And if you can do that, you'll be unusually successful, or I say you'll be a huge winner. Yeah, that's amazing. Sean, I want to make sure that I understand and the audience understands why do you make the distinction between success and winning? Well, I needed another level of motivation. And if you think about it, in the States, it's probably as true in Australia. Success is defined. In your country, you have a pretty good idea of what success is. It's you know, maybe having a certain amount of money, living in a certain housing development, your business being a certain size or a certain number of people. And you know what? We spend so much energy and time trying to obtain that. Think about that for a second. Do you know how much energy we spend trying to become successful? Somebody has hijacked the win in our life. And so let's go back a little further. We are created to win. In fact, if you can hear me, it simply means that you are a born winner. You are a born winner because you're one to two to three million sperm cells that fertilize the egg. Sounds kind of funny and cliche, but think about it. That was the mindset of you when you were born. And when you were little, you played win or lose games. When you were a teenager, you were playing video games and those are win or lose games, right? And as you got older, you may have gotten to some gambling, that's win or lose. And then you go watch football or cricket or soccer or football, as you might say, and guess what? Those are win or lose. That's why they're so addicting to us is because it's the essence of our DNA. 
probably around a third or fourth grade, maybe eight or nine years of age in the U.S. By the time you find out that Santa Claus is not real, they introduce this another concept. And this other concept is called success. And this is what you have to do to become successful. Get education to become successful. Higher education. They have tapped into the win. They've defined it as success. And now they're telling you how to obtain it. So guess what? The missionary Is he or she considered successful in our society? Probably not. The lonely janitor, is he considered success in society? Maybe, maybe not. The lowliest of jobs or maybe no job, the starving artist, is he or she considered a success in our society? Maybe not. You know, think about that for a second. Now, the win is a little bit different. You see, the win is the fullest expression of who you are mentally, socially, physically, economically, and most importantly, legacy. It's the fullest expression of who you are. To do what you've been created to do to its fullest is the win in life. And there are a lot of people out there, especially in Western cultures and societies, who are quote unquote successful, but they have no win. And they know it because they're depressed and they're antidepressants and they're angry with themselves because they're not fulfilled. Because we are created not only to produce, we are created to reproduce. Our society is only concerned about production. So much so that when you reach the age 62, 63, they kind of say you can retire, give you a watch and push you out the door because you're no longer productive. It's not right. So, yeah, I am created to win. And everyone that can hear me right now, you are created to win. Wow. That's a mindset shift. A powerful yes. mindset shift. Yes. And you're right that we often steal our own joy by trying to follow prescribed ways of success. Now, what led to your journey as an entrepreneur? Let's switch from NFL to corporate life. Well, I retired. You know, because most athletes, there comes a point when you have to retire. And and so my family had owned a security company and I was able to buy into the company that started my joining as an entrepreneur. But I'm going to tell you something. It was a huge challenge for me. I've been playing sports my entire life. And to make that switch from a football player to a business owner was a big shift for me. Because my mindset is geared towards a certain level, a certain energy, and I didn't see it in corporate America. But what allowed me to have a level of success or to win, as I say, is that I converted it into the playing field. I was able to take the concept I've learned from playing professional football and apply it to corporate America. That made my transition easier, and it created a distinction. It created a distinction in my business. I hear you say that you were so accustomed to a higher level of performance. And when you went into corporate America, you didn't see that. Why do you think that is? Because as entrepreneurs, when we look to America and corporate America, we're thinking that's the performance. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that people are playing to the level of expectations. Their expectations or their expectations to perform at this level. And that's the level that they are going to perform at. The competition is not as fierce to say, if you slip one inch, you're going to lose a game. You're going to lose market share. It's not like that. They give you a prescribed level. This is your numbers. This is your benchmark. Let's achieve it. It's not like that in the NFL. In the NFL, there's an outside game that people watch. And then there's what I call the inner game, the inside game. And the inside game is within your mind. Be the best that you can be. 
there were times when there were players who may have had a great game on film, but in their mind, they said, you know, I could have done better. So they pushed themselves to become better. So they rely more on the inside game versus the outside game. Corporate America, it's purely the outside game. This is what I'm going to perform at. I got my numbers. I'm good. My job is secure. I'm going on vacation. Yeah, that's a great takeaway right there. I think for entrepreneurs, you just cause us to realize that we need yeah. to rise up in performance. For a person who doesn't have a sporting background like you do, Sean, especially a high-level sporting background like yourself, what would you say to the entrepreneur who's just starting out? How should they rise up to that inner game? Before I would recommend them rising up to that level, what I would do is I would focus on solidifying my vision, being in agreement. Internal agreement breeds external agreement and focus on building my team. You have to build your team. You cannot do it yourself. If you're an entrepreneur and you're hearing me right now, you see all this gray? It's because I spent years trying to do it myself. You have to learn how to build a team, nourish a team, motivate a team, onboard a team, find out what your strengths are, find out what your weaknesses are, and then build people around you that can complement your weaknesses to go after a common goal. And then I would build some amazing systems. In fact, I would integrate my systems first and build my team around my systems. Now, the next thing I would do is that if you don't have that, well, then you find people who do. You look at that resume. Hey, I was a captain on my cricket team. Oh, here we go. Tell me more about that. Well, this and this and this. and Okay, let's go. Let's win. And you know what? And turn them loose. Did you know there was a Forbes article that came out, Forbes here in the U.S., that it was over 90% of all female C-suites were either high school or collegiate athletes. Yeah, females. They have that. That mindset was instilled in them. A lot is instilled in sports, man. Teamwork, learning how to win, learning how to lose, learning what hard work is, being able to get pushed past yourself. Another way to actually get that mindset also is to get some coaches. Coaching is huge. I am a firm supporter of coaching. Get a coach. You need a coach in your life. Wow, that's really important. Sean, what has been the biggest challenge and the biggest opportunity moving from the NFL to being a corporate business leader? So the biggest challenge and biggest opportunity. The biggest challenge that I faced and I still face is learning how to deal with different mindsets. See, playing professional football, generally everyone has the same mindset. You know, they're just like, let's go, let's win, let's dominate. You know, they're like the D on the disc, right? There's no I, there's no S, there's no C. These guys are just straight all driven and extremely competitive. But in corporate America, you have three other temperaments and you need to understand how to navigate and how to inspire, how to motivate the different temperaments, how to hear them hear their sentence structure, understand what they're saying when they're not even saying it and getting the best out of them. There's a difference between a champion and a winner. Mm. What's the difference between a champion and a winner? Okay. A champion is someone who can play at a high level, an athlete who can play at a high level. A winner is someone who can not only play at a high level, but motivate others to play at a high level with them and take home the prize. They can win the championship. The mark of a great leader is can you make people around you better? 
Can you inspire? Can you motivate to make someone better? So when I play professional football, a coach would come in and be like, hey, you're going to get this and blah, blah, and yell. I mean, they'll yell and get in your stuff, man, and chew you out. You know, if you play well, you know, they may give you a few hundred thousand dollar bonus. Well, there are certain temperaments that don't like yelling. They don't like Mm -hmm. to be yelled at. Okay, it's very offensive to them. So then me as a former athlete, I can't come into the meeting like, oh, we're going to do it. They're like, wait a second. So what I have to do is I have to maybe lower my voice and I have to say, well, you know what? The win for you in your temperament is that we're going to help a lot of people. We're going to serve a lot of people. And they're like, yeah. And we're going to donate money. And we're, they're like, yes, you know, they love that stuff, right? Like you have a temperament that's similar to that, right? And it's like, yes, I love that. Great. That's their win. To the next person, you know what? Getting this contract will allow our company to be more efficient, more practical. It will be more streamlined, more structured. That's their win. The other person's win, like me, it's like, man, we're going to take market share. We're going to dominate. We're going to take over. Like, yeah. And then the other temperament, it's like, you know what? It's going to be so much fun with this acquisition or this merger. Man, we're going to have fun. If you're going to change things up, they're like, yeah. Four different personalities, the same message delivered four different ways. Now, I would say this because one temperament doesn't like that whole win concept. They don't, because in their mind, if someone's going to win, then someone's going to lose. And they don't like that. So let me just put people's hearts at ease. When I talk about when the greatest competitor, the person that's going to lose is you. What I mean by that is that to get the fullest expression of who you are, you're going to have to push yourself past yourself. You're going to have to take it to the next level. And you're going to have to get up when you don't want to get up. You have to push yourself when you don't want to push yourself. You're fighting against yourself. You are your greatest competitor. And that's who you're going to war with. Forget everybody else. Thus, the inside game. Oh, powerful, powerful, powerful. Now, you talk a lot about teams and building teams. How do you get to the root of a problem when you have a team? That's a very good question. Because a lot of times we suffer because we're not really solving the problem. We're solving the symptom, right? If I have a cold, then, you know, the first thing that we're going to do is give you something to stop the sneezing. But that doesn't deal with the virus. So you have to get to the root cause. And so one of the ways that you get to the root cause is that you have to be very skillful at listening. You have to be very skillful at listening and watching what's being said and what's not being said. And you have to come up with a consensus. You got to talk to different people within your team and find out what the challenge is and why and have exhaustive conversations until you get to the root, deductive, breaking stuff down to get to the root cause of it. And you know what? It could be hit or miss, but you need to learn how to do that. I've learned how to do that because I've been married for 21 years, right? And so, <laughs> so, and so, you know, something happens and, you know, and my wife's upset about something and, you know, I'm like, okay, okay, let me break it down a little bit more. Okay. Oh, you know what? That's what the problem is. Let's fix that. And we're able to fix it. And then mama's happy. And then everyone's happy, you know? So, so. <laughs> 
Sounds great. Sean, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about as an entrepreneur, as a former athlete, you want things to move at a certain pace or, you know, you're driving for things to move a certain way. And with the team, sometimes you're not in alignment in terms of the pace of things moving. How do you deal with that? Well, as a leader, you also have to be a servant. So let's just throw that leader hat off for a second and let's throw on the servant hat. And the servant hat is says, how can I motivate and serve you that you can operate at your optimum? Oftentimes leaders were frustrated because, yeah, we do want more. But guess what? It's a slow race. It's not a sprint. And sometimes you have to just take the small victories. A slow nickel beats a fast dime. And so learning how to take those lumps or take the setbacks and just row, as long as you're moving forward, as long as you're progressing, that is the big win right there. That's a win. As long as the group is moving forward, the group is progressing. And find wins in the sprouts. You know, like if you have a plant, and you want these huge ears of corn, you're not going to get that overnight. You might see a little seed or a little sprout, a little two inch. Celebrate that. Celebrate that as if it is a full ear of corn. Like it's just amazing. It's six feet tall. You celebrate it as if it is and it will be. Wow, that's powerful. I love how you say to shift our mind from wanting to move at a fast pace to, to making sure that we're serving the team to operate an optimum. That's really a game changer. Sean, how does someone break through to the next level? As you're coaching executives and we're constantly trying to up our game personally, how do we get into that next level really? Be at the next level. So my motto, my mindset is that in order to become, you have to believe. In order to believe, you have to be. So let's start in your being. You are at the next level. Now you do what people at the next level do. And after a while, you'll be there. You hang around with people at the next level. You have conversations with people at the next level. You're on social media, you know, and you're having conversations with people at the next level. Then you begin to pick up on that energy of the next level. And then the spirit world says you're qualified to be at the next level. And then you're there. Wow. That's it right there. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sean, because our audience is any entrepreneurs, I'm trying to understand from your perspective, from your story, you're coming from sports, you're now going corporate. What are you doing to prepare yourself for the business world, like the practical steps that you're taking? So one of the things that I did and that I do as an entrepreneur that I've learned from sports is that I know everything about my opponent. I know everything about my competition. I've studied my competition. I know what their bids are. Heck, I've even seen some of their manuals. I know how to think. I know what they like and what they don't like. And so knowing my competition, it allows me to position myself. I learned that playing sports. There's a whole scouting department with every NFL team. And they study players. They study schemes. They know everything about the other team. Everything. Everything. They probably even got their playbook. That's what you do as an entrepreneur. You study, you just don't jump into, you know, I'm just going to jump into a window washing. No, you need to know who the big boys are. What contracts do they have? What's their price point? Find out everything you know so you can create your differential and then go in that little wedge and you blow it open. Super practical and absolutely powerful. I love the way that you just 
break that down. What are the common problems that you often encounter when you're coaching executives and other entrepreneurs? The microwave effect. They want things to happen overnight and not being able or willing to follow directions. Follow directions. They don't want to follow directions because they have their nice degrees and they you know, have gone to the best schools. And no, it's like, you know what? I hear what you're saying, Mr. Harper, but nah, we're going to work it this way. We have another strategic plan. Don't like that. Sometimes you have to become a babe. That's what the Bible says. You have to become a babe, which means you have to strip your mind of everything that you do know. Throw it away. Everything that you do know has gotten you to where you are right now. And what got you here won't get you there. I think our audience is really going to get a lot from this conversation and really going to take a lot of time to really consider what's going on in our minds. Because a lot of times we think it's all the things that are happening. And like you said, you can take control of your mind. Now, Sean, advice that you would give to someone who is an early entrepreneur that can really just shift the game for them. Persistence through resistance. The moment you make a declaration that you're going to start your own company, that you're going to move and go to the next level, you will come up against resistance. Understand that resistance is the fuel for your progression. So what I mean by that is that let's say, you know, Australia, right? Yes, surfers in Australia, right? And so you're on a surfboard and you're swimming into the resistance. And then you turn around the last second, you jump on the board and you ride that energy back into shore. That's what you have to do. You have to swim into the resistance and that's how you grow. Persistence through resistance. Get back on the bike. Keep riding. Keep fighting. Keep growing and keep learning. Never stop learning. Get an app like Audible and just get episode after episode. And just take little nuggets away. Keep learning. Sean, I can't let you go without asking you about your book. Eight principles that will bring out the winner in you. What's the premise behind this book? The premise of that book is there are concepts, rules, and laws that allow me to circumvent or to go around the system to win. I bend rules. I never break laws. And so in this book, there are laws and concepts that you can use that will give you a strategic edge that you can kind of bend the atmosphere to your favor. Like the law of capacity, you can only grow to the proportion of your environment. If you have a shark that's inside of a small tank, it'll grow this big. Take that same shark and put them in the ocean, it grows this big. Why? Because the law of capacity is at work. How can you integrate the law of capacity in your company? The law of 212. Water is water at 211 degrees. At 212 degrees, water boils. And boiling water, as you know, from the steam engine and everything else has changed the world. Integrate these laws. And you know what? I got good news, too. I got good news for everyone who's listening today. I got a free digital download of that book. Oh, yay. I do, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> because that's a law. It doesn't stay with you if it can't get through you. And so I will outgive you because I'll get more. It's a blessing. It's the law of sowing and reaping. So if you go to Sean, S-H-A-W-N, SeanHarper.co, SeanHarper.co, you can get a free copy of that book. Now, keep in mind, I'm, I'm going to be taking that link down soon. So free copy. It's all yours. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. You know, no after this conversation, I know a lot of people are going to rush and get that book. And yeah. you know, we might have to try and get another conversation with you from all the Christians we get, because I feel like you really know how to explain oh, yeah. how to get things done. So yeah. it's powerful. I love the Lord. So anytime. Oh, thank you. Oh, Sean, 
Our final question is always, what has faith meant to you on your journey? Wow. So remember when I was talking about before you can become, you have to be or you have to believe. In order to believe, you have to be. There was one more I left out, one more be. In order to really be and to experience be, you have to belong. And to be able to belong to something that's greater than you. Oftentimes, you'll see people in their 70s and 80s like, we know, I just want to give all my money away or do that. But I am connected to something that's so much greater. And it shifts my energy from getting to giving, to serving, to blessing, because I've been blessed. I've been given mercy. So I give mercy. It is such a blessing that I belong and I am the son of the greatest CEO or the CEO of the universe. And that is God through his son, Christ. I'm all over it. Powerful. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for your time. To our audience, please go to seanharper.org. Sean, where can they connect with you? Where are you most active online? You know what? I'm really into the, well, I'm not really, I'm trying to get into the Instagram thing, right? Mm-hmm. So two ways. You can go to Winning by Design. That's my private group. And you can join. I'm shooting up videos all the time. And the other place where you can go is our Sean Harper Speaker, S-H-A-W-N, Sean Harper Speaker on Instagram. And I'm doing the same thing on Instagram as well. We look forward to getting more of you. You really have a powerful message to share. Thank you for your time, Sean. Thank you so much. If you got any value out of today's episode, please do leave a review. Let us know how we can serve you better. And let us know what kind of guests you'd like us to bring on and what exactly it is that you'd like to know. Also, connect with us on Instagram at Reinventing Perspectives. Visit our website, www.reinventingperspectives.com, where you can grab a free preview of our latest book, The Christian Entrepreneur's Toolkit. Thank you so much for listening in. We absolutely value your time and we value your input. Have a great day.